There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big, universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with his grace, mercy, hope, healing. These moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Story. You're listening to episode 15, which features Tom Stemke. Tom's testimony has been a source of encouragement to many people in their walk with Christ, myself included. So I finally asked him to come record some of his story for the podcast. Among many things, Tom will be sharing about the transformative power of the Holy Spirit throughout his life. Tell everybody at the beginning. Um, You know, some people in the parish know you, uh, but for people that have not met you, could you introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you, and it's just so much fun. Uh, My name is Thomas uh, Stemke. I am uh, married to my wife, Vicki. Uh, this is our 55th year of marriage, going on 56. Uh, we have uh, seven children, six of six survive. And we have 16 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. And uh, we've been a member of uh, St. Andrew since, don't remember, uh, I think it was 77 or 78 when we became members here. Okay, all right. And if you, in a nutshell, could describe what you want to share today with people, how would you describe it? I guess for me, uh, one of the most uh, encouraging things in in my life and my extended family's life is uh, just how much more there is to the Catholic faith, how much more personal God wants to be in our in our lives. He is so grateful uh, for the attention we give him, which leads uh, to something very natural and what has happened uh, between my wife and I, Vicki and I, is mm-hmm. developing a prayer life mm-hmm. so essential uh, to the faith life at large. And um, if you're praying, that means you're giving God the attention. With my life, uh, I'm a black and white guy. I'm uh yes or no, not much lukewarmness I'm either in or I'm out and uh Vicky my wife is exactly the opposite I mean don't opposites attract right and um we uh were married in the in the church uh during my 11th week of officer candidate school at Fort Benning Georgia and um we uh 55 going on 56 years later we are amazed at the journey that the Lord has permitted in our lives and the difference in our journey after we begin to cooperate. It's taken us, uh, taken me a long time to get back to my roots, so to speak. 
But uh, here we are, and uh, we're basically um, people who have a real attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Now, this happens when you're in your (laughs) mid-70s. It's a little different perspective when you're in your 20s and as a teen. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, um, God has a plan. And at the risk of speaking a lot of religious jargon here, (laughs) God has a plan for our life. And uh, I'm sure glad we finally began to cooperate with him. It's it's so good. Yeah. Take me back to kind of, if you look back at your life, uh, where you start to see that process of recognizing the Lord, where did that start or happen for you in your life? That's easy. I was raised in a very strict environment. Uh, My father, this is a familiar story uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was no question that my father gave us his full attention, cared for us, provided Mm -hmm. for us as a family. But because his father uh, was unable for some reason, to show affection to his children. My father was the oldest of 10. Uh, Water runs downhill, and so he was unable to show affection to us, but he sure did love us. Mm -hmm. So we never heard um, a dialogue in our home all all the years that the six of us were being raised, uh, two boys and four girls. And um, it was um, basically after I left home that I began to understand that uh, there's a lot more to the church and uh, and a lot more to God. And I give credit uh, basically to my wife, Vicki. She was not raised in the Catholic Church. She was not raised basically in any denomination. But when I met her when I was 17, uh, 18, excuse me, in Sheboygan, Michigan, a nice community in northern Michigan, uh, she uh, had a whole demeanor about her that was born from her environment, and that was L-O-V-E. Uh, she, uh, her family smothered each other with love, with hugs, with affirmation. It was so drastically different than the environment that I was right. raised. I want to make clear that my parents uh, did not uh, abuse us. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the my daddy's generation. Right. And so I kind of inherited that, but I'm giving credit to Vicky for just that whole new discovery. From then on, of course, uh, in our courtship, uh, I fell in love. And in the meantime, I was drafted into the military, was planning on getting married before I went. That was in 1966. Make the story short. The army says, uh, Uncle Sam needs you. I joined, and uh, that was a very interesting part of my life uh, because I was just the way I was raised and wanted to be involved. I became uh, involved as a parachutist, special forces, ranger, uh, qualified, and then had the opportunity to become an aviator. So, uh, and became a helicopter pilot, survived Vietnam, flew in Korea, decided I wanted to get out of the military. And I went into an occupation in uh, completely the opposite of the military, and that was gardening. I mm. I had an opportunity to join the FBI, which I said, nah, that's enough of the stuff for me. And two of my other friends uh, did join and succeeded. 
But I uh, became a gardener, and so for 38 years, I had a very successful uh, gardening and landscaping business in this area. But out of that, um, out of that occupation and career, uh, something happened to Vicki and I. We became involved in uh, other Catholics, other Christians who supported us in our faith, became involved with a Christian community, and of course, joining St. Andrew. We are co-members of uh, Christ the King. Mm -hmm. And essentially what happened to us, uh, we became involved in uh, the charismatic renewal, which really embellished our faith, enhanced our Catholic faith. We, we uh, are so grateful mm -hmm. that that happened. So here we are in our 70s, moving on, enjoying our family. Mm -hmm. And uh, God has given us uh, the desire to pray. Uh, so if you ask me if there was one thing in my life that I could really attest to that I have so much confidence in, and that is the desire to pray, really wanting to plead uh, before the Lord. And through various circumstances in our life, uh, you might say we are really uh, feel that prayer is so essential to couples and all people on the earth. But out of that, our relationship has grown. Mm. The Lord so desires for married couples and people of all ages and statuses in life to know him so that they can be in a personal relationship with him, that they can hear his voice, mm -hmm. uh, that they are surrounded by people who can be encouraging and, and uh, supportive in any situation. It's so great to be with others that can support you, uh, mm -hmm. as happened when uh, one of our children uh, passed away. And uh, I just can't tell you how grateful we are to the Christian community, the Catholic Christian community that supported us during those mm -hmm. times and ongoing things mm -hmm. as we uh, see this as so, so uh, part of God's plan for mm -hmm. us to be in relationship. So right. uh, two things that kind of are on the foremost of our hearts and minds. Uh, one is when you, when we have enjoyed a relationship with the Lord. I'm not saying life is uh, just a <laughs> peachy king all the time. Uh, it's take up the cross and follow Jesus to Amen. Golgotha. That's the truth. Uh, and, and, and as life takes its nicks and, and uh, scars, uh, I'm so grateful that the Lord is there to let us know that mm -hmm. he's experienced mm -hmm. all of this before. He understands right. the hurts that we probably all have experienced. Mm -hmm. But the good news is, is the Lord wants us to be with him forever. And when you're old and you're beginning to realize, uh-oh, I don't know how many, uh, of course, it's a foolish thought, but we can, God has a plan. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate the fact that I'm still here on this earth because we've learned a lot of these things. And and I know we even make mistakes mm -hmm. uh, again and again, repeat our mistakes. But the good news is, is that God has given us this desire mm -hmm. to be with him forever. That's the good news yeah. that this little drop of, I mean, I equate it to a grain of sand in seashores on the planet. We're yeah. going to be with the Lord forever. Yeah. As, as long as we open our hearts and say, yes, mm -hmm. Jesus, we, mm -hmm. we want to be with you. We, we love it. Uh, I don't love a lot of the things that 
has happened to me in my life, but I know I love you. Right. I don't even fully understand that, the mystery mm-hmm. of your love. But I know one thing, you got my attention, mm-hmm. and I want every person on the face of the earth, starting with my wife and my children, to be included in that number. Mm-hmm. When the saints go marching in, I want to yep. be in that number. That's why I'm so, so encouraged by the popes that have led us uh, in our lifetime, mm-hmm. including Pope John Paul II. certainly affected my life. Uh, and talked a lot about evangelism, bringing people right. to you, and the fun of being a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And along with that emphasis on the idea of evangelization and discipleship, you mentioned the charismatic renewal, um, and not everybody is familiar with that. Can you explain what that is a little bit and what it was like being involved in that? Thank you. Uh, charismatic renewal was one of the many movements in the church Uh I think it uh, started, uh, I believe it was back in the 60s, and um, uh, the leaders basically were praying and called down the Holy Spirit, and um, uh, people experienced the Lord almost in a tangible way. Uh, That was a a very good and encouraging turning point for the church. There are also many, many stories of individuals I uh, happened to hang out with uh, individuals who experienced uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. not knowing what it was. But uh, the Lord was uh, saying, look, I'd really like to introduce you, so to speak, uh, to how accessible I am, how close Mm -hmm. I am, how desirous I am to have a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit open people's hearts and minds to mm-hmm. uh, to what our non-Catholic uh, friends would say, being born again, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the power of God. Right. And uh, this was just the nudge that many Catholics who were finding the ritualistic aspect of the church kind mm-hmm. of mm, getting tired of it, but nevertheless being faithful. Right. Uh, I'm not saying boring, but I'm so grateful that St. John Paul II began to encourage us to share our faith. Uh, As Catholics, uh, I don't think I can remember, it probably did happen, to Mm -hmm. encourage, to to share my faith. As a Catholic boy, we went about our business and this and that. We didn't ask people about their religion, and and they didn't ask us. The point is that the Holy Spirit wants us to, uh, to share our faith because we can't help ourselves. If we're living in a relationship and having fun living out our faith and being in a relationship, we're bound to share it with someone Mm -hmm. because we can't help ourselves. And that's God's plan. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think this is negative, but Catholics are a hard nut to crack. Uh, They are some of the most faithful people. Mm -hmm. Thank God for faithful people Mm -hmm. who uh, go to Mass daily, pray the rosary daily, which is a, another great a gift of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And these are all wonderful Catholic things, but the Lord is saying, I've got more. I've got more. And yeah. these are exciting times to live in. And I'm giving St. John Paul II to Pope Francis presently, right. saying, look it, let's really uh, share this faith mm-hmm. without even trying especially if we ask the Holy Spirit to do Mm -hmm. it. This is fun, in my opinion, to ask the Holy Spirit to help me share my faith 
because it's difficult to do sometimes. Yes. Uh, the most faithful people sometimes are the most difficult to share. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they have a close-to-the-vest approach to their faith, which mm-hmm. is great. Thank God we right. have these people, and our, our brothers and sisters. But, boy, the Lord uh, has a plan, mm-hmm. and it's uh, great to see this working mm-hmm. in the midst of total darkness around us, on the earth and the world, Amen. because there's a battle out there. Yes, there is. And the Lord has already won the battle, and he wants us now mm-hmm. to engage in this amazing process, sharing our faith mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. because there is an opposition to it. But we're, we're I think, on the right track. We're, I think so, yeah. We're encouraging one another, and we're saying yes. It's definitely the time that we're living in and the darkness and the just the outright cultural rejection and resistance to the even the idea of God or the idea of organized religion, um, that we the battle that we face is very similar to the first apostles in the early church, where more and more we're living in a culture where people don't really understand. Um, they they see from outside, they see things that they don't like about Catholics or, or Christians and 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 what we experience, I mean, we think it's tough to live our faith here in the United States. I mean, unfortunately, like it's nothing compared to what some people face in, in other parts of the world. But I guess my point is that, you know, you're talking about this charismatic renewal and the spirit saying like, there is more and I want to give it to you. And I'm, I want to renew you. And I want to just fill you um, so much to the point that these amazing tangible things, miracles and experiences can happen um, in people's hearts and lives through through the Holy Spirit, um, that that is similar to the Acts of the Apostles. You hear about Peter walking around, people being healed because his shadow passed over them. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't, that's the same Holy Spirit. That blows my mind. That's the same Holy Spirit that we have access to. And we don't always think about that the Lord would want to work in the same way in our present time. And it is like, whoa, there is, like you said, there is more. And I, I think I've said this to you uh, in a recent conversation, uh, Marissa, that uh, one of the blessings that I've experienced in my life was to join and travel with a Catholic, a, a local Catholic uh, uh, ministry called Renewal Ministries. Mm-hmm. They're located in Ann Arbor. And um I've taken uh, 20 or more mission trips around various countries of, uh, on the earth. And uh, there is such a desire for people who have been living in oppressive conditions, spiritually oppressive conditions, physically oppressive conditions. And I'm amazed at how the Holy Spirit wants to enter those situations. And it's not like a magic pill. It's... Uh, However, the Lord is aware of their suffering and the, the oppressive nature of their lives. Mm-hmm. And as the Holy Spirit is allowed to take over management of these situations, things seem to get a lot better in the midst of the darkest, mm-hmm. uh, as is happening right now on the earth. Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be there, wants to intervene, wants to produce or permit miracles that uh, happen in our lives all the time that we may be unaware of. But nevertheless, 
gosh, is there a battle going on between yes. darkness, very obviously darkness, and very obviously light. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's blessed will for our lives is to just preach that light. It's not us to solve every single problem. All he wants us to do is get out of bed in the morning or wherever we're going to end up in our lives is to say, Lord, I'm going to give this day to you. Mm-hmm. It's your day, your life. And if I can encourage someone today, mm-hmm. I may not feel like it, but if I can encourage someone today with your word mm-hmm. or with your encouragement in your name, please let me do that. And... uh that's all we need to be doing as a church, so to speak. If you want to be a martyr, go for it. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring the Word of God here to this parish, go for it. Mm-hmm. If you want to love your wife, your spouse, your children, yes, go for it. Mm-hmm. Because today is the day of salvation. Today, the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm preaching to myself now. Right. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and amen to that. You know, so, okay, that brings me back to, you know, talking about, you know, today is the day of salvation. Like, we, we often, I think, wait to do X, Y, Z that the Lord is calling us to do or with X, Y, Z with our lives until some other condition has been met. Like, and often it's not a condition that will, like, ever be met. Like, I'm not going to share my faith until I've perfected my faith. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I wait... Until yes. that happens, I will literally never share it because yes. we will not be perfect um, until the kingdom of heaven. So it's really inspiring and motivating as disciples when we hear from other disciples about um, the miracles or the great works. It inspires us to hear them, and it's like they are a wake-up call or a reminder, like, uh, hey, like, don't be don't be wasting time here. <laughs> You've got however many days the Lord gives you to live and and get out there and and do whatever it is that he's put on your heart. And so I was I wanted to ask you and you you mentioned earlier like something about he's trying to get our attention or our wake up call. You said something about that and I wanted to know what what were some or what was a wake up call for you or a time when God really got your attention. Gosh, uh when I got back from Vietnam, I was um, I was so discouraged, so dark, mm. and um, I think I turned to every single vice there ever was. Mm. It's a really a not a encouraging part of my story. It is encouraging that I was able to the Lord uh, save me. But um, at twenty twenty one years old, twenty two years old, uh, flying gunships in Vietnam and seeing so much destruction and so much violence I'm mm-hmm. I'm very affected by the by the war going on now mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, so uh, close uh, but I um, in my discouragement and in my dismay I fell into every single trick the world has mm-hmm. uh, I uh, was gambling I uh, was in the drug business uh, as part of my story. I can't even hardly believe it now. Mm. But the final uh, sort of gesture for me, I, I was basically near uh, the point of taking my own life. That was in 1975. And uh, just out of the blue, so to speak, that's funny now, out of the blue, 
my wife, my faithful wife, Vicki, began to a- attend a prayer meeting. Uh, we were not attending mass at that time. Uh, we were, we were uh, just discouraged, and she began to attend a prayer meeting. And uh, lo and behold, uh, a couple weeks later, she talked me into it, and I agreed to go because I was just miserable. I was a miserable mm-hmm. husband and parent. Well, in the midst of that, going to the prayer meeting and then realizing that something is going on here that that was contradicting my discouragement and my despair, didn't know what it was, but it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, I give credit to our Blessed Mother uh, somehow, some way through all of these times when I was uh, uh, walking away from the Lord, the Blessed Mother brought me back to her son. I give her full credit, particularly when I had a foxhole conversion in Vietnam. When you're flying helicopters and you get shot at 50 times mm. and the helicopter is hardly flying, mm. you have a tendency to appeal to the Lord. Mm. And then when you're okay, you forget those uh, promises. Anyhow, thousands of people have experienced this. I did too. But it was... Um, it was really uh, opening our eyes to see that, uh, gosh, what a, what, a, what a life that we were leading that was not heading anywhere. So when we, uh, thank God, my wife began uh, to uh, go to Mass and then encourage me and then to become involved in uh, the charismatic renewal, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, which really helped our faith and most importantly, helped our relationship. Things take time. I mean, we were even estranged and didn't really understand what was going on, but we were trying to be good parents, trying to raise our children properly. But gosh, our lives changed over the years mm-hmm. to the better when we began to walk in, in faith, mm-hmm. to walk uh, knowing that the Lord really had our backs that he cares about every single breath we take. And it's taken uh, years. Uh, This is now uh, 30-some years later. And as we prayed the rosary this morning, we start out with just an attitude of gratitude. We can't believe it, and we're so grateful. But yet in the battle, we are just hanging on. We're saying, Lord, we need you. Uh, We are not with you yet, but uh, we need you in this world. We want to bring people to you. Mm -hmm. Please pray for our family. Please pray for the battles going on on the earth right now. That's what I think the Lord really wants us to do. Once he longs for you to just say, Lord, lead us. Lord, manage us. Lord, my life is yours. Lord, Mm -hmm. uh, we may not fully understand it, but uh, you're... You're the boss. So you t- you talked about the importance of praying, um, and I don't think people often talk about praying with their spouse. Um, but I always find it really beautiful when I hear about uh, husbands and wives that pray together. And I was just I was just wondering, on a very practical level, what does that look like for the I, two of you? I think uh, that's great, uh, Marissa. We um, it's a simple prayer. Uh, I remember uh, being arrested several times uh, and for just a matter of hours or days sometime 
sitting in uh, in in uh, being incarcerated with Catholics and non-Catholics, we would pray the Rosary, and um, it took me back to my childhood because uh, one of the things that my mother and father uh, encouraged us in was the Rosary. Now I, uh, that's a whole other story, but the point is, the Rosary simply uh, brings people uh, aware of who Jesus was. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Mary leads us to her son. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out my son. And the mysteries uh, are an overview of the different phases of Jesus' life. And and so that has been um, something that has been easy for Vicki and I to pray. Mm-hmm. We we feel like it is very powerful. We, we th- Because we're be- over the years, we become more and more aware of the 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 real battle between mm-hmm. uh, light and darkness the rosary uh really is is powerful it's real and the devil does not like it and we want to do things that the devil does not like uh and and that happens that's uh that is what we walk in we we want to bring god's light because we know that one little prayer for someone might change that person's life. Uh, that is just the way the Lord is. He speaks to us in the quietness of our heart. He may say, love this person, or he frequently says, if not every day, several times a day, let me love you. Mm. And uh, what happens on the earth and the world is we are so bombarded with all these voices Sometimes we can't hear mm-hmm. the voice of the Lord. And so during this 40 days, I'm hearing again and again, uh, be still and know that I am God. He wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to those pains, those hurts, those chinks in our heart. And he says, I'm healing those. I'm loving you. I, am, I have my arms around you. I'm walking with you. And that is what Jesus does. And that is why we encourage other people, why we spread the good news, not by preaching sometimes, although that is good to preach. How about if we say, hello, how are you today? Good morning. Oh, hi, nice to see you. I... I said a prayer for you yesterday. You were on my mind. This is evangelism at its best. Yeah. And that is what the Holy Spirit is doing mm-hmm. on the earth mm-hmm. in the very seemingly small and seemingly ordinary things. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit uses them to do extraordinary mm-hmm. things. It's true. So cool. I, I'm thinking right now there's a quote. It's by Mother Teresa. It's like, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And um, what I have always, you know, thought about that to me is like, if you want to change the world, start by loving the people that are right in your life, whether it's your family or strangers or your neighbors or your friends or whoever. You know, we see this situation going on in Ukraine and I mean, and it's heartbreaking and it's, but when, when you see these things going on in the world and it's you feel like that darkness is prevailing um, and you think, I, I'm helpless. I, what can I even do? And it's, it's, I'm always encouraged over and over again 
when I hear people's people's stories, like in this kind of setting or just doing ministry, that like you spread the light one one person at a time, one interaction at a time. Um, but we often just I think we just count ourselves out like I can't do anything about this. We overcomplicate it. We look at the world and we think this is a complete mess and it's helpless. And so I'm just going to put my head down and try to get through my life. And, uh, and that's not our only option. I like that. As you were talking, I was thinking of how many times has the Holy Spirit encouraged me by saying, keep it simple, Tom, mm-hmm. keep it simple. And the other thing the Holy Spirit is always saying is, ask me, ask me, and I will explain to you what's going on. Ask me how to pray, mm-hmm. and I will, I will help you. I mean, it, it, the Holy Spirit is on duty 24-7. This has been very helpful for me in my prayer life and just kind of, uh, I'm not saying every thought is crystal clear. The Holy Spirit leaves uh, us to ourselves and realizes that uh, that's important too for us to be thinking through and making decisions. But for the most part, when you call on the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do I do? How do I pray? Uh, Vicki and I have, uh, we ask the Holy Spirit, how do we pray for Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we pray for this stuff that we seem so helpless? But I'm saying one Hail Mary for Ukraine every day on your knees makes a big difference in the spiritual battle. That is what we are involved in, in the spiritual battle. If we are faithful, God calls us to be faithful, faithful. How many great saints have saying, have said, left us with their legacy, we don't have to do great things, but let's be faithful, as you just quoted, Mother mm-hmm. Tree. Be faithful to the small thing. Now, this is easy for me right now, I'm, I'm saying it's easy. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy at my age, but there is wisdom here because God is not complicated, although he's the most complicated thing on the cosmos, <laughs> but he's simple. And he says, just pray. That's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm calling you to. And gosh, there we are in the middle of the battle praying here in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our brothers and sisters, I'm glad I'm not there, uh, and I'm just, uh, yeah, it's sad for us to, uh, basically what's happening is we want instant success, we want instant recovery, this and that, uh, but boy, this battle is complicated, and uh, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my part, and maybe it's fasting for 40 days, maybe it's fasting one day, maybe it's fasting 10 minutes, or maybe it's praying one Hail Mary, but something we are responding to in God's plan for us in the cosmos uh, makes a difference. That's all he calls yeah. us to is being faithful. Right. And that encourage, it should be encouraging to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you've talked about prayer quite a bit, and I, I'm just uh, thinking about the Blessed Mother and the last person that I spoke with uh, for the podcast, Steve Cortese, uh, talked about his pilgrimage to Medjugorje um, in, in Bosnia and that Mary is telling people to pray. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Medjugorje three times and my rosary is gold and I don't know if that helps me pray. All I know is that the Blessed Mother wants her children to be praying 
because when you pray, she directs that prayer to her son. I believe, I, I am looking forward, although I, I, I told you the Lord can take his time, and I thank him for the life that I have. But boy, am I looking forward to seeing the Lord face to face. I just, right. and with everybody that I've ever been with on the earth, to be in my family, oh gosh, I just really think that's going to be great. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's 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 our ultimate hope. You know that keeps us going, right? Tom, thank you for you know sharing about your own experiences with the Lord and what if you could invite anybody to do anything, you know, based on some of the things that that you spoke about. What would you encourage them to do? Uh, first of all, uh, thank you, Marissa, again for having me uh, sharing some of my stuff. The Lord is um, so wanting to be in contact and to really care and help us in the finite details of our life. There is either a posture of kind of going with the Lord or a posture of going against the Lord. And the good news is, is the Lord is our daddy. He's our father, and he has our best interest in mind. There is nobody ever who knows our hearts. He's the only one who knows really what's on our hearts and wants us to experience the desires of our heart. That may not always be an easy walk, but if we have confidence in the Lord, which is a work in process, and if we can really be open to those around us listening it is such a blessing to walk together and to encourage one another and to realize that the ultimate prize is yet to be realized that there is a goal. There is mm-hmm. there is a place we're going that we all want to be. And uh, I, I find it so important to be able to be together in this goal, in this journey. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Again, I'm so grateful that you're involved with the youth uh, because some of the best things that happened to me in my life that I'm experiencing right now, I made those decisions as a youth, whether I understood them, but basically uh, it was for the Lord to, to just be the God of my life. I may not have always expressed that, but now at this age, I'm able to say, Lord, Uh, You are the only one that can manage our lives since you created us and so you have our well-being in mind. And uh, that is really good news that we want to share with as much or as many as the Lord permits us. And so we can count on him. He's not going to abandon us. He has got our back. And so we're grateful for that. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Story. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, we encourage you to share your favorite episode with just one other person. The goal of this podcast is to give God glory and to spread the hope of the gospel by telling stories of his extraordinary love in the midst of our ordinary lives. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, 
you can let us know by filling out the form at standrewsaline.org slash witness.